It's finally finished, but we're still stuck in supernatural purgatory. This podcast is a rewatch of all 15 seasons and hopefully our way to finally escape this show. Join us once a week for a fun, informal discussion on each episode and leave comments on any specific upcoming plot points you'd like us to discuss. This week is episode four, Phantom Traveller. Uh, I was looking forward to, to watching this episode again because it's been a little while. <laughs> and it's, again, it's one of those episodes that completely stick with you. Like once you've watched it, you're like, oh yeah, that one. Mm. <laughs> exactly. It was very good. This one uh, had 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb and it aired on the 4th of October 2005. So this was directed by Robert Singer. So this is his first episode that I think he directed and obviously we know like Bob Singer um, has been through the show all 15 years. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see his, his first episode that he did. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Kripke and Richard Hattam wrote this episode as well. I think this is as close to a standard Supernatural episode as, as this show's been so far I don't, <laughs> so I don't what do you mean by that like it this feels like it could have been um in like a later season I think yeah I no you're right now they now you describe it that way that's true there were there's certain certain elements of it that well because we know that there's like sort of not filler episodes but kind of joke episodes Mm -hmm. that come later on so this could kind of but not really fall into that category a little bit yeah Um, i think last week we were saying like oh is this one maybe one of the first like jokey episodes mm -hmm. it wasn't really it's still a monster of the week episode (laughs) yeah truly yeah i think we were misremembering it a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) i think we're, we're trying to make it a little bit more entertaining than it possibly i mean it's still very entertaining it's still very funny yeah um but it's not as hilarious as some of the other ones. I blame the gifts that come out yeah. this episode for me yeah. misremembering it. I think uh, so too. So on my DVD version of this, um, there's a commentary by Jensen and Jared. So I made some notes. Um, if they said anything interesting on on that, that I'll, I'll pepper in. But I'll be honest, like most of it was not. <laughs> <laughs> not that insightful. They um, <laughs> mostly talk about technical things, like oh, the lighting's really good in this shop, or, or um, oh yeah, I remember we shot this one after this other one, or like two months later. So that was really weird. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> it, yeah, it, there were some funny little things in there. <laughs> I wonder if, like, you know, when season fifteen comes out, like on DVD or whatever, and it has yes. the commentary, like how much better that it would be now? Because obviously, like at this point in the show there's only two characters that we know so like it's just like the commentary is just going to be between be between them and Mm. okay yeah they at that point they've known each other for a while but like they're now like best friends and they have like misha that could be in some of the episodes and like jake could be in it too right so there'd be more like interaction between cast and like they understand the entertainment value i guess of commentary exactly and like it's really funny because they talk about that for like most of this commentary like oh it's just the two of us like carrying this show it's actually quite a lot of work and we wish we could (laughs) spend more time with other guest stars to like build that relationship so i think they were aware that like they were the only ones on that show and maybe but there could be expansion uh, mm-hmm. for other characters and that so, yeah if, if you get a chance to go listen to it um do so it was quite nice because it's like i guess it was filmed in like uh, or like recorded in 2006 so 
Um, it's a little insight into uh, what they were thinking about the show back then. <laughs> <laughs> I wish like Netflix would include that kind of stuff, but mm. I know at the same time it's kind of difficult. I'm sure, and also that's that's a lot more money. But I mean, they keep raising the price of Netflix, so you know get your act together yeah I'd like some little tidbits like that like not just on this show but other shows that yeah. they have on mm-hmm. Netflix and things yeah I miss that from you know DVDs and stuff I think that's the things that we're missing I guess people interact with actors so much more on social media these days that that's where you get these stories and insights into the show but um, I think DVDs provided like a some insight sometimes it was exciting when you get them and you'd look for like the deleted scenes and the commentary yeah. and stuff Okay, so the opening shot of this episode is of a beach, which I thought was really funny. But obviously it turns out that it's just one of those pictures that you see in the airport. And there's a a guy there who is clearly a nervous flyer. Like they do all these little indicators that he's nervous, like he's Mm -hmm. checking his ticket, like all this kind of stuff. So I have one thing about that, like opening sequence. It's cute, but like the way the guy sort of pops up, And the way he's like all nervous and stuff, I'm like, did he just like do a line of cocaine or something? <laughs> I, I because didn't that, yeah. he looks, he, I mean, he's sweaty. His hair is all mm. over the place. He kind of, he does this like finger movement over his nose, and there's an airplane noise. I was oh, like, right. um, I mean, maybe it's implied. I didn't notice that. It it sh- obviously, I think I'm seeing a little bit too into it because like he's obviously just in the terminal where mm. you wouldn't just bend over and do like a <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you wouldn't just do drugs like that yeah. but um just because he's like he's completely out of the shot and it look it's obviously like he's just sort of was bent over and came up mm. but like he's so i don't know i you you may like be with your head in your hands like with your yeah. elbows on your knees kind of bent over but i don't know to me like so I started watching it earlier in the week and then something came up so I couldn't finish it. So I just got to that shot and I was like, mm-hmm. that's weird. And then I watched it again to see if I was like, I misread it. And yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. This is definitely weird. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, maybe. I mean, people do weird things when they're nervous, I guess. Um, yeah, that's true. Are you a nervous flyer? I... Oh, no. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I, I think there was one year I was, I was on... 14 or it was between 14 and 20 flights in one year mm. so i privilege <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of family a lot of places like you know <laughs> yeah and also it was, like i do a lot of connecting flights so because yeah. it makes it cheaper so um you know a trip to england is four flights for me yeah it's four airplanes it's <laughs> crazy so you know that's that's kind of how it kind of gets about to get up to that number um mm-hmm. so and also, again, privilege. Um, mm-hmm. I I've been flying since I was like four months old, so yeah. I just I don't care. And like <laughs> the first time I flew by myself, I was twelve. Wow. Um, or maybe I was a little bit older, but I had one of those like, you have to check into the gate like with this person, um, mm-hmm. and like so I had a flight attendant with me to get to the gate, and then when I arrived at yeah when I arrived wherever I was going I think I was going from America to England and there was a flight attendant there to take me to my mum so oh nice yeah, yeah I'm I haven't flown as much as you I'm not a nervous flyer I don't think 
but I definitely think about it constantly <laughs> while, <laughs> while I'm on the flight. But then also I sleep really, I sleep really easily um, mm-hmm. on transport generally. So I'll be like a bit stressed about it, but then I'll just be asleep. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the way, the way I see it, like, so it's kind of alluded to with this, the, because he goes the the character goes the man who's nervous goes into the bathroom mm. and like he's wiping his face down with water and stuff trying to like relax and some idiot like you don't say yeah. this to someone who's a nervous flyer like you don't tell them the statistics the, the, i can't say the word you don't tell them like no i can't yeah, that say word. <laughs> the statistics that's right um you don't tell them like what it is for how i'm not i'm pretty sure the number he gave was incorrect i i actually googled it because i was like i'm pretty sure he said twenty thousand to one your chances of dying in a plane crash and i was like what that sounds really high like it's actually like more like one in several billion like it's it's low it's really low you also have to think um this is like 2005 Mm -hmm. so yeah flying flying was pretty commercial at this point as well but like now like there's thousands of flights a minute so it's like it's gone up ridiculously since since then in the last 15 years exactly so you you said we so we see him in the bathroom he's getting all nervous this guy rattles off this like rubbish statistic and then it like pans up to the vent in the bathroom and we see this like black smoke coming mm-hmm. out of the vent. It's almost oh, okay. like um, I don't know, like bugs or flies mm-hmm. or something, rather than smoke. It didn't look like smoke. It looked like no, part- particulates. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, I thought the same same thing. But that's just. I mean, it's it's still demons as we know it now. Like in mm-hmm. you know in later seasons, I think obviously their visual effects just upgraded as they went on but i think it still almost moves the same like it's very sort of sweepy like i think the basic shape of it is there like you can you can recognize it Mm -hmm. and it was kind of interesting that like the monster of the week was right there right then like it was yeah very very early in the episode if you can compare it to last week where we didn't see that monster until the last 10 minutes of the episode exactly so it was kind of a little bit of a, like a, a directorial shift. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, I thought it was interesting how the smoke went in through his eyes rather than through mm-hmm. his mouth, as we like as demons do later on in the, the series. Um, but it makes sense, I guess, because you see, like later, his eyes go black, so that link is there that is going through mm-hmm. the eyes and then it changing the color. But I, yeah, I just like noted that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Mm. that's cool so it then like cuts to the interior of the plane um there's air hostess whose name is amanda which is said by the 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 pilot i think um and the guy who was really nervous in the bathroom gets on the flight and he's like real happy (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um just a quick thing about the the actor who plays amanda yeah um like when i first saw her i was like wait doesn't she go on to play joe and then I was I looked it up and it's not it's a completely different actress and I was like but I've seen this woman like everywhere and she is she's like in a lot of she's in a lot of TV again mm. she's one of those people that never really managed to like stick a recur- recurring role she's just like one episode here one episode there she's been yeah. in a couple movies as well but like 
It's kind of interesting. Her name's Jamie Le- Jamie Ray Newman. Okay. Um, and the the actor who went on to play Joe is actually Alona Tal. I just got, I got really really confused with the two actresses, I, and I don't know. Maybe it's like they have so they have very similar features. Um, mm. So I think that was what it was. Yeah, so um, we see him turn around to talk to her, and, and um, oh, he has black eyes. Interesting to note that the whole of the the eye is not black in these demons. It's just the iris and the pupil, and it kind it's kind of a bit wider, but you can still see like the white of the eye. Um, mm-hmm. They hadn't put those full sclera lenses in yet, you know. Um, yeah, which. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand are uncomfortable to wear. <laughs> they are. I I own a pair. Or I did own a pair. I don't think I... I, I wouldn't want to put the ones I have in now because they, they're they old. Yeah, it's not it's not pleasant. Mm. <laughs> not at all. Like, uh, I'm not going to describe it, but it's, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so they hadn't tracked up to the whole eye being black yet, which kind mm. of makes sense because I, I, um, they didn't clock it immediately. I don't think the people on that flight... So yeah. he, he seems different and he asks a question while he's sat on the flight. He says, like, how long have we been flying for? And um, the guy next to him says, oh, like 40 minutes. He said, ah, oh, isn't it funny how time flies or something like that? Wow, time really does fly, huh? So I've been sat next to those types of people. Don't be <laughs> that person, please. <laughs> like, it's, it's the worst. I... And nobody enjoys flying. Nobody likes it. Yeah. Let's. I know you have to sometimes be civil, but like, because so the the guy the act the demon is sat on the window seat and he talks to the person in the um the middle seat. Yeah. You are fully stuck. Like <laughs> you have to. You talk can't to that go. You just don't talk to them. Just leave them alone. This is a middle person seater all the time. Like we don't want to be talked to. I have headphones in. I don't want to keep taking them in and out because you want to chit chat. No. Anyway, so that was my side bit. <laughs> I, I would say that I have been on a few flights and I've never been talked to except one time. And the only time I've ever been talked to was uh, by an American. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so it's, it's just chatty people can't help it, I guess. So, so the guy gets up and um, kind of wanders down the aisle and very casually opens the emergency door on the plane, which obviously causes the plane to crash. Like, mm-hmm. it's a whole scene, like, you know, the mask come down, everything, everyone's scared, but it ultimately it crashes. Yeah. I mean, it's like watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is kind of intense. Yeah. Like, they, they did it pretty well. Like, in, in terms of like, you know how sometimes when people like, they try to make people like bob along when the plane's not really moving mm-hmm. and doesn't look right. But they did like a, like maybe they had it on something that made the whole like airplane shake. That's why it looked better. But I don't yeah. know because later in the episode, you know, when there's like on the plane later, they did say that all of that was done by like camera work. They didn't move it at all. Hmm. So, um, okay. I, yeah, I don't know. They may have just been really good at like shaping in their seats, Star Trek style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So the next, it, it cuts out, before you actually see the plane crash, just kind of like going towards, but it's implied that it crashed. And we come into like a very famous shot from Supernatural, which is Dean sleeping. And it kind of does a whole pan up of his body, which can only be fan service. <laughs> yes, uh, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is, it's kind of interesting that like, 
It's interesting that it's Dean fan service that's the first thing yeah. that is fan service. Mm. And I'm wondering if it's because um, this is all speculation, like nothing like concrete or anything, but like so so far we know that Dean's a bit of a, a player mm-hmm. uh, and like doesn't have any sort of relationship with anybody. So he's like he's free to be like the eye candy. Whereas yeah. like Sam he has a girlfriend he's very serious he wants to find out who killed him mm-hmm. killed her um so like it would be weird to have these kind of shots of sam yeah here's like my... can you imagine if they did yeah it, it would be weird <laughs> yeah, here's, right. here's, here's my theory so i you know i think their tor- target audience are like men about like you know their 30s 40s like hero fantasy stuff right the people you would generally think are like into Star Wars and stuff, although we know that it's not true. Most fans mm-hmm. are female, let's be honest. So <laughs> I think so. So Sam is the like w- the the one the viewer is supposed to identify with, mm-hmm. whereas Dean's maybe the one that you would oh people would watch it with their wives and girlfriends. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, again, speculation. But that's how I see it. I I think they never intended. Um, me and you, Annabelle, to be the target audience for this show. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not. But you, you know what? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> we like Who it. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. We're here. Um, we're doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought this was also another interesting step in, like, so. Okay, we see the we see the very fan servicey shot, mm-hmm. and then we hear the door open. And like we see a figure in the window. It's like a, it's a really bizarre motel. Like I don't know where they find these layouts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. Because it's like a a fro- not even a frosted window. Uh, yeah, window I guess mm-hmm. window wall between the door and like the bedroom area. Yeah. It's, I I guess it's very I don't know sixties maybe. I yeah, sixties seventies. Like yeah, really kitschy. Yeah, and you're like, oh, who could it be? And so. And you see Dean's eye just like open, yeah. And um, he like slowly putting his hand under the the pillow and like mm-hmm. gets his. I think he has. You do see the gun at that point, right? No, it's, it's a knife, but I don't think you see it. Oh yeah, okay, it is a knife. Mm-hmm. And then like the door slams closed, and Sam comes out the side of this door, this this wall of window. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, why? Why would you do it? Like, why, why would you enter your own hotel room in such a weird way? <laughs> like, I mean, I guess in thinking of maybe sibling like fuckery, <laughs> it might be it. Yeah. Um, like, just to mess with him a little bit. Um, I was trying to think. Still, like, have I ever scared my brother like that? And I'm thinking, yeah, every, every opportunity you t- <laughs> you're trying to make him jump because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> So it could could very well be that it was just yeah. sibling shenanigans, because um, he, like, I guess the, the look on Sam's face when he actually sees Dean, like, like, come on, man, like, the, yeah, reaction like, like, come on, man, why the hell? Did you? <laughs> like rising sunshine, sunshine, <laughs> yeah. morning sunshine. <laughs> Which, yeah, is also another um, like. It's starting, they're starting to really separate the characters like because mm. this this trope of them like one of them being asleep well I say one of them Dean being asleep and Sam <laughs> being awake early mm. is um, something that is like forever like this never changes yeah apart for from sure. like 
extreme cir circumstances, but for the most part, it's always Sam's a morning person and Dean is clearly not. Yeah, that that is that's this is a character thing that's established now and continues for like all the mm -hmm. years. So they have a, like I think they have a really interesting conversation here um, because I think it's like five a.m. I think they're establishing it's like like way too early. Um, mm -hmm. I'm with Dean on this. Like, no, it's way too early. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Dean says to Sam, like, oh, are you not sleeping at the moment? And he says, like, no. And they talk about whether he's having nightmares about Jess. And he's kind of like, yeah, like I am, basically, you know, basically. Mm -hmm. And Sam says, like, does this never uh, keep you up at night? Like, you're never afraid? So what, all this, it never keeps you up at night? Never. You're never afraid? No, not really. <laughs> Dean's like, no. Yeah. And I, just, I just wrote on my notes, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like foreshadowing question. Yeah. What was kind of nice about that, like, interaction with them is that even though, again, they've been separated for a long time, mm -hmm. um, it sh it's showing that Dean really does care about Sam. Like, he's concerned. Like, yeah, he's kind of joking a little bit at the beginning, but he actually yeah. does want to know, like, are you okay? Like, you're mm -hmm. having nightmares we need to kind of maybe talk about this a little bit yeah and it was it's kind of sam also mentions that like it's not just jessica it's like everything and mm -hmm. just asking like how does it not get to you um so it's kind of it's and interesting it, so he, that he thinks it doesn't get to dean like you obviously mm -hmm. see the way that sam sees dean like almost infallible he just keeps going mm -hmm. which i think's interesting you don't see much he doesn't see much weakness in, in Dean I don't think this yeah, is why I no, think not... this episode's interesting definitely well I mean we we mentioned it last week with um, when the reaction Sam had when Dean said he was scared as a child mm -hmm. so again it's another like I'm, I'm wondering if there's a little bit of like hero like older sibling hero worship going on a little bit I think for sure um, yeah I definitely would think that that's going on but so after Dean says no not really Sam grabs the knife that he was going for <laughs> and he's like that's not being scared that's a precaution I was like yeah oh, that's funny okay, whatever <laughs> you, you keep same thing guy. <laughs> <laughs> they get a phone call from um, a guy named Jerry and it, it, it transpires that he knows um, Dean and John from a previous case they helped him with the poltergeist in his house so mm -hmm. I guess they left um, their number with him afterwards but he wants to talk to them, but he wants to talk to them in person. Yeah. You know? So I thought it was funny, like, when, so they, they get to the... So it was kind of, I kind of didn't know what it was at first. It kind of looks like a factory, but I think it's an air hangar, maybe? Yeah. Apparently they filmed all of this at Vancouver Airport. <laughs> okay. Which um, is where they would actually, like, cat, like, Jared and Jensen would catch their flights back home. So they're, like, quite <laughs> familiar with it already. Um, yeah, they filmed most of that there. There's, there's a nice shot of the Impala as they drive there with like, it's really mm -hmm. overcast and pretty, I thought. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, they, they, they meet Jerry and they're walking through and he's talking about um, how they helped him with this poltergeist. And there's a guy in the background that shouts like, poltergeist, I love that movie. Yeah, I know. Poltergeist, man, I love that movie. But it was, it was such like a, you know how like in those stupid um, mid 2000s teen movies yeah. where like, you'd hear just this random comment from like someone in the crowd yeah and it's kind of like a weird i mean i guess it is mid-2000s exactly like when this this 
episode ends, mm-hmm. so it's, it's very, very appropriate. But, like, it's kind of like, hey, what's up, man? Kind of thing. <laughs> like, super, like, you can kind of hear it, but not really. I just thought, yeah. I, I, I noted the, the exact same thing. I thought yeah. it was so funny. On the commentary, they were, they, um, they were laughing about it. I was like, oh, that was added in post. No guy was shouting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like they reacted to the guy saying i wasn't talking to you pal so maybe there was something that was said oh yeah that's true something else (laughs) okay fine whatever (laughs) (laughs) so um jerry like um says to to dean like oh if it wasn't for you and your dad i wouldn't be alive and like Dean does this so like self-satisfied smirk, like looks at Sam. Really like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I saved some people. <laughs> and um, they also have like a another little conversation about we get a little bit of a hint in between John and mm. Sam's relationship at this point too, because Jerry's talking about like how how proud he was really mm-hmm. of of Sam for going to college and like sticking with it. So it's kind of interesting. Which also, it kind of, like, it made me think, like, why didn't Dean ever say that that his, that that, that John was proud? Yeah. You know? Like, but maybe, yeah, maybe he never said it in front of Dean. Like, you know? Maybe. So, because I think they maybe both, I don't know, because he looked at Sam like, oh, kind of like I told you so, almost kind of look. Mm-hmm. But um, Sam was surprised. So, I don't know. That's a, it's a weird one to me because I don't. Sam definitely doesn't know his pr- his dad was proud of him for going to college, but I don't think Dean knew that either. It was mm-hmm. yeah, it, that's a, it's a weird moment for me. Like just tell just tell your kids you're proud of them. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just words, and those words like yeah. really make an impact. Like mm-hmm. just do it. Positive uh, reinforcement, people. Yeah, <laughs> John doesn't understand the concept. No, definitely not. <laughs> So yeah, they they go to Jerry's office and he's like, I have this recording. I shouldn't mm-hmm. really have it, but like, I need you guys to listen to it. There's something weird on it. And so they play the recording. But can I just say something? Yeah. Like, why why the finger pyramid from Sam? Like, <laughs> I love her. That was so so weird. Like, they're concentrating. Was like... <laughs> but okay, that was a, that was to be fair. That was a full, I would say, almost minute of having to make a face to look like you're concentrating. <laughs> and, like, I don't know if I could do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you sat there, like, yeah. trying to keep a straight face. Like, what does concentrating look like? Oh, that's true. Because <laughs> I would probably true. do the same. Like, I'm already, like, I'm doing it now. Like, I've got my hands on my face. Like, hmm. <laughs> it's like act like you're concentrating yeah Go. it's hard <laughs> exactly <laughs> but, uh, anyway that was but it's sort of like hmm please tell me what you think rather than like we're listening to something because i mean i don't know i don't know it was i it think was it was a, a, a directorial choice to be really close on their faces while they listen to this recording because i don't think it's necessarily needed like because it, it's hard to look like you're reacting to, to something <laughs> that's true well especially in the beginning because it's nothing to react to yeah. but when, when something does happen in the recording like that's when they like get a chance to yeah, react that's true. it's just a second so, yeah, that, shot i thought it was I it really it was is fun. it really is um. <laughs> so they, they find out that the plane crashed but there were seven survivors one of them is the, a pilot called chuck 
which I can't listen to that name trick is quite triggering yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sam like reels off this list of things that we're gonna need like we're gonna need the passenger manifest and um a list of survivors um but Dean wants to go look at the wreckage because mm-hmm. they realize they kind of can't do that because it's like a federal investigation <laughs> yeah because yeah, it's they a need to be homeland security exactly so they go to the copy shop <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I was thinking about it like I'm pretty sure they yeah (laughs) pretty sure that someone would be like a little bit suspicious like why are they what is he doing like what anyway yeah what why yeah can you do that in a a copy shop like make fake homeland security IDs because that seems like a flaw in the system (laughs) I mean there should there should be someone there like kind of seeing what you're doing I think now I mean I haven't only copy shop I can really think of is like FedEx at this moment I don't think Mm -hmm. there's many like independent places but also if you if you the shot of like the outside looks like kind of like a rundown area like maybe a rundown shop so it's maybe like they just yeah they don't care it's like a customer so like Mm -hmm. just we'll take your money and like places like staples and like things like that that's usually what i think of of like copy places and they don't really give you an option just to like go to a computer and or what yeah the, the machines. you don't have to send your stuff to them and they print it for you anyway let's not yeah. get into the dancings here no. They made... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so um dean comes out the shop and like eyes up a woman which apparently was an addition by jensen not originally in the script so okay <laughs> fine um <laughs> He wasn't married at that point, it's fine. <laughs> so, I guess he thinks it's what Dean would do, and at this point, his yeah. character definitely would. So Dean's made two fake IDs for Homeland Security. Sam said, that's pretty illegal, even for us. Homeland Security? That's pretty illegal, even for us. <laughs> um, but Dean's saying, and she said, oh, it's something new that, that people aren't expecting. So... I guess this is the first time they've impersonated like government officials. That's the vibe I'm getting. They haven't really done the FBI Homeland Security mm-hmm. like gig before. They've done more like um, agencies that are, nobody really thinks about. Yeah. Or students like, or, oh, we're researching mm-hmm. something for a paper. Um, or like, like can... well, not even local police, but um, yeah. Wildlife yeah, like people. News, journalists, yeah. <laughs> So they get in the car and Sam's got the recording of the cockpit and he says, oh, there's EVP on this. And we hear that it's saying like, no survivors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in like a creepy voice. Yeah. And, uh, Dean's like, but there were seven survivors. How could there be no survivors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, setting that up um, quite neatly. <laughs> um, so th- they run through like types of things it could be because he's sort of done a little bit of research, mm-hmm. which I think this is where that whole like, meme of um sam being like a wi-fi transmitter came from because like (laughs) he's in his computer uh, he's on his computer yeah yeah (laughs) in the early 2000s how how have you how have you got wi-fi sam (laughs) just give me me i mean now it wouldn't be a problem like i get wi-fi walking out in the countryside like it's crazy you know Mm -hmm. 5g or whatever but yeah back then no no yeah that wasn't the (laughs) thing you'd be fully plugged in (laughs) um and so he runs through the whole thing and i I thought it was funny that like so they say the name of the episode so what do you think of a haunted flight 
There's a long history of spirits and death omens on planes and ships like Phantom Travelers. Mm-hmm. They do say yeah. like it could be a Phantom Traveler. But um, so I'm, I was thinking, like, did they did they name the episode after the fact? Mm. Because I feel like sometimes when they want to put like an emphasis on something beyond naming it that episode, they mm-hmm. will say it in the episode and like put like they the way that it's said, it's like it could be like it, it's um, an emphasis. Like, but he yeah. says it in such like a oh, it could be this. Like, it's it's sort of almost like a throwaway line throw away line i guess like give away that it was a demon in the episode name so yeah maybe it just sounds kind of cool i think like phantom mm-hmm. traveler that is they mentioned true. um flight 401 which is a real flight so the plane crashed and then they used those parts to fix other planes and some people think that those planes were then haunted but generally mm. it was like um like benevolent haunting so they think things would happen like it would help a plane to land if they had been having difficulty and stuff. It, ha- it didn't cause like accidents and things. It's supposed to be like a, okay. a nice haunting. Yeah, but that's based on a real a real plane that actually did did crash. And they some people think that those parts were haunted. That's so, kind of interesting. Like, yeah, I want to do some more research on that. <laughs> that's really cool. That's actually really cool that I didn't know that. <laughs> so they go and see their first survivor, who's called Max he is in a psychiatric hospital and they kind of set this up because Sam says oh, I spoke to his his mum and then sort of like he had difficulties or something this also shows that like Sam's been doing a lot of background research in this episode like he knows a lot about the survivors already and um, about other flights and, and stuff like there's there's background to his knowledge this time um, Sam does say that he's been in there for ages so maybe Sam was at like an internet cafe <laughs> that's true <laughs> Maybe this coffee took a long time to make. It sounds like... So when they introduce themselves to Max, it sounds like they've already said their Homeland Security despite now wearing their normal clothes. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, but I've already spoken to Homeland Security. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I think they're... We always talk about the questioning in the last few episodes. I think this is really good here. They kind of do a good cop, bad cop routine. Mm-hmm. On this yeah, guy. I mean, this is definitely the first time that we see dean be a bit more aggressive than usual like he's usually a charmer and like sort of trying to get the answers out in like a nicer way but he really is like give me the answers (laughs) so on the commentary um jensen was like this is not tactful at all (laughs) and jared said well dean isn't much on the soft and sensitive side i was like okay Uh, what? <laughs> this is very what early. This is very early. <laughs> we'll give him that pass. So they were asking about like strange lights, weird noises, voices. Um, Sam takes like the good cop kind of role with this mm-hmm. because he really doesn't want to speak about it. He doesn't want to come across as across as like crazy. Just mm-hmm. you know. But he eventually tells them about that he saw a man with black eyes and he saw him open the exit. Which, I don't know if people know this, but, like, opening the emergency exit on a plane while it's flying is not possible, right? It's essentially, mm-hmm. like, not possible because the yeah. cabin's pressurised. There's so much pressure on that, that door that you wouldn't be able to open it unless you have, like, superhuman strength. So Sam is, like, asking, you know, did the did the person, like, appear or disappear very quickly? Mm-hmm. And the guy looks at him, like you're you must be crazy like why what are you talking about as i know he was he was a passenger he was sat right in front of me like what what is this so um 
they I guess they do some off-screen research um, to find out like who that person who the the guy who opened the the door was yeah um, and they go to his house which yeah. is a very nice looking house it's a nice looking house so this guy's name was George although they never actually sort of interact with him in this episode obviously because he I think he died in a plane crash um, but they talked to his wife and she said that he was a dentist so he's just a normal guy they've been married a long time um, he was scared of flying but there wasn't anything really strange at all mm-hmm. about the only thing lives. the only thing strange was acid reflux which is really not even strange like <laughs> no. She was in America, acid re- yeah, it really was. <laughs> acid reflux is everywhere. Like, anyway, yeah, it's just it was, <laughs> the fact that she thought that was like, oh, that's a little bit strange. I'm like, I guess they yeah. couldn't they couldn't really say anything else. Yeah, I mean, he is a dentist, so he's already kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we were just talking about how like Dean was really good in the last one. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sam was a bit rubbish in this talking to the wife, don't you? Yeah, they kind of switched. Like, so Sam was great talking to Max at the hospital, and then he was really, yeah, untactful talking to her. Just yeah. like, is there anything strange? You know, your dead husband. Was there anything strange about him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <it> was... <laughs> yeah. It was that whole scene was Not a bit, yeah, a little bit odd, but no, fine. I, I, yeah, it's, it's you know. They were just sort of getting that he wasn't a, um, I don't know, some kind of shift, like shifter or werewolf or vampire, you know, I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. I guess they were thinking he may have been something. But So yeah. they want to go check out the wreckage and they decide they have to go look like Homeland Security officers. Mm-hmm. So they go to a suit shop. Now, <laughs> what music, so the music in this, it was different for the Netflix version, which is such a shame because Annabelle, the music for this is um, Paranoid by Black Sabbath, which is such oh. a good song. It's such a good song. On on Netflix, it's Riot Time by Power Man 5000. Still a good band. It was it was more like punk rock than it was uh, classic rock, though. It was like the beginning of Paranoid. Like, it's, it's good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man, I'm missing out. So one thing on the commentary here is like, they said that they'd rented this like little shop to film this bit of them walking out and they said oh yeah i remember that day like we were stood in the window pretending to be models like for the people who were walking past <laughs> like mannequins <laughs> so like shenanigans are already ensuing on the on the yeah. set i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's the only stupid thing they mentioned in this commentary they did um i was so happy we went to the suit shop but those suits were awful they they really were like Dean was right they do look like the Blues Brothers <laughs> 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 what does Sam say you look more like a 7th grader at your first dance man I look like one of the Blues Brothers no you don't you look more like a 7th grader at his first dance yeah <laughs> yeah first prom yeah definitely <laughs> I mean like they're, they're cheap shoots, cheap suits so yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't look good I mean they, they get better suits later on they do they do I do love a suit. So during this whole montage, um, they turn up and they show their IDs to the people. I tried to find out what it said on his ID. So first of all, I thought it said Johnny Walker, which was like the whiskey. And I was like, oh, that's quite funny. But then I looked at it again and the actual name says Jerry something. So they mentioned that the the people who made the props and sets, one of the guy was like 
called Jerry like Wanock or I can't say his name but maybe it was him which would be cool little shout out to the crew but I don't mm. know I couldn't see it very clearly I, I didn't look it for that maybe that's something we can track like see what the name if we can see it like see who who they impersonate because I'm sure they do like when they don't introduce themselves as like rock stars maybe they are mm-hmm. Like taking crew members and stuff. Crew yeah. members names. I think this one was. I think this was supposed to be the um the like prop guy, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Because it does say in the print of his ID, Jerry, although I think the, the signature looked like I thought it looked like Johnny Walker, but okay. anyway, just a little, <laughs> little aside there. I was like pausing it and trying to go back, like, I can't see it because he did it so quickly. And it's like just out of shot the second name. <laughs> so Dean uses a homemade EMF meter to go around the wreckage. And um, Sam's making fun of him for it, but he's so proud of it. I was like, oh, so cute. Yeah. He's like, oh, it looks like a busted up Walkman. He's like, that's because it is. I made it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know what an EMF meter is, but why does that one look like a busted up Walkman? Because that's what I made it out of. It's homemade. <laughs> well, so it also shows that he's actually pretty resourceful. Yeah, he is. It's just, it's, it's funny. Because even 2005, like, you wouldn't have a Walkman at that point. Well, I I maybe. did, but I thought I was being retro. <laughs> and also, like because he's he is older, like I feel like it takes a little bit of time for people who've had a certain thing to like transition to something new. So yeah. maybe he he really did, and you know he has cassettes like in his car. So of course the only way he can listen to it outside of his car That's is true. to have a have a Walkman. I mean, yeah, knowing two thousand five, like me and my friends were still making mixtapes for each other you know mm-hmm. so because it was easier to do than burn cds at that point oh my yeah, god i'm sure my age like <laughs> it, though even now like i wouldn't want to i wouldn't even want to try to burn a cd let's be real i like no thanks i don't think yeah I, there was a time <laughs> where i had the equipment yeah anyway but yeah making like making like mixtapes was easier because you had the whole stack with the cd player and then the cassette tape at the bottom so it was totally easy to anyway <laughs> <laughs> so they, they go around with this emf detector which is like really cool and they find some emf reading on the emergency door handle so they take like a scraping of it um mm-hmm. in the commentary jared said that he actually cut his thumb open doing this because wow. they gave him a real knife he's... yeah well he said they were supposed to have fake knives and real knives and he had the real knife and then he sliced his thumb open and then he was never allowed a real knife again <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it's kind of interesting that like they don't know what it is like they just see mm. a substance on it obviously again we know what like we know what happens so it's kind of interesting their inexperience with what that substance is yeah of considering where this, this series goes then but so then then we get a shot of the security guard again and two homeland securities agents arrive and it's funny because they're in their exact same suits and it's just like (laughs) they go to the same shop yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) like it's it's horrible i'm i don't know how much they make but i'm pretty sure homeland security like have i'm probably sure they can afford nicer suits (laughs) i mean maybe they don't well, yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's kind of interesting that in these first few episodes, like, they are almost caught impersonating yeah. agents a lot. They really are. Like, Oh, definitely. I think it lends to their, like, inexperience. I think it's showing you that, mm-hmm. like, they don't really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I also wonder why, like, they run out the back door. Because there's no, 
there's no real indication that somebody's coming. They're kind of, the the security is pretty quiet. Um, yeah, they they actually made a commentary on this on the on the DVD, and they're like, oh, they must have really good hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe they like they had their own suspicions or whatever, and then then an alarm starts blaring, and then they really run off, and yeah, um, they bolt like, over the fence. So like. Dean takes off his jacket, like puts it over the barbed wire, and then they like jump over the fence. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "These monkey suits really do come in handy." Well, these monkey suits do come in handy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought I, I like that. I thought that was very funny, like seeing them actually being able to like jump over fences and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a, a skill you just know. You have to get good at that. <laughs> Running away from people. <laughs> So they, they cut back they cut to um, a guy at the airport who is Chuck the pilot from the first plane crash and he's gonna fly a plane again. Like it's, he hasn't flown a plane since he was in a plane crash and it's, it's like his buddy's there to help him. But he's really nervous, like fair enough. You know? Mm-hmm. Like learning to do that stuff again, like after you've had an accident is super hard. Like mm-hmm. um, and so we see the, the demon smoke come out of the vent and then it goes into his eyes again. So you see it all floats around him, it goes into his eyes. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's really like, this one's kind of, I, I don't like the way it was happening because it's like, it comes like behind him and then he's got his hands in front of his face, like mm. nervous. And it like just sort of appears in front of his face. Can you imagine if some like random smoke just was in your, I would be like, what the, what, what's going on? I think it's implied <laughs> that they like can't see it. I don't know. Because well, he, like, he does, it does disappear. I don't, yeah. Because well, the the guy, the very first guy who got possessed, mm-hmm. he does see it in the mirror. He ah. does like look up and is like, "What is that?" And like the way, so the way that I interpreted it, the pilot taking it was like he does kind of uh, shake his head like and sort of rear back a little bit, like what is what's in my face a little bit. Yeah. So maybe it's not like, I guess smoke is kind of like a good a good indicator because it's. Like you can see smoke, but if it's not super thick, it can mm-hmm. just kind of be there. So maybe it's kind of that kind of um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that. it's not that obvious. Like it's right in front of your face. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, I don't know why. So they they cut back to Sam, Dean, and Jerry, and they're looking at the substance under a microscope. Okay, um, and said that it's sulfur. Now <laughs> there are easier ways to tell if things are sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> just putting that Wait, out so, there I mean you would be able to tell it I, I feel like you would be able to tell if it, it was sulphur without looking at it under a microscope I don't know if you've ever touched sulphur or like smelt it it's very distinctive it smells like eggs <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it it's like not rotten eggs as well it's actually not I don't think it's an unpleasant smell particularly but it is very strong so mm-hmm. even having like that was quite a chunk of that on there um, you can kind of tell that it, it's sulfur. So that was another thing that I was like, Jerry, I admit, would make sense that he would know that that's what sulfur would look like. Mm-hmm. But obviously at this point, Sam and Dean don't, uh, there's no indication that they're like science majors. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so like, I, if you showed me sulfur under a microscope, I'd be like, cool, all right. I I can either confirm or deny that that's sulfur. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know why looking at it under a microscope would tell you that it's sulfur. <laughs> like I I can't see why there are lots of things that look like a yellow powder. Anyway, 
it's fine science um, yeah. <laughs> i thought it was really funny here how sam's taken off his tie and like undone his like top button on his shirt and he's just literally disheveled it seems very yeah. unsam like i don't know i mm-hmm. just I was like hey yeah maybe I, maybe running from homeland security really uh yeah shook him a little bit sweaty <laughs> But it's, it's always seen, I don't know, I always think of Sam as more put together, brother. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've already, well, kind of seen him in a shirt and tie, but he was was a dream, so maybe it didn't happen. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot that was a dream. And like, <laughs> but going to college, like, you have to do interviews and stuff, so, like, you would be used to being in a, like, yeah. at least a tie. So, anyway, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting choice. So, they, from this um, sort of, realization that it's sulfur they make the connection and say for the first time it's demonic possession which and they even said it's like oh that would explain the like strength to open the door but there's a very clear indication here in what they're saying that this is something new for them they haven't seen this kind of monster before personally maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of it but they've never fought anything like this before so this kind of could be a big deal yeah uh, definitely so then it cuts back to Chuck, the pilot. He's in the plane now. He seems super happy and they're flying and he asks the same question that the guy asked at the beginning. He says, how long have we been up? And the guy said, oh, 40 minutes. They said, wow, really time, time really does fly. <laughs> and then you see his eyes go black and he crashes the plane. Yep. Which is a cool yep. shot, I thought. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it went yeah, down, it like it, like hit, yeah. I think it looked good for a TV show at that time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, no, it was. Again, it was kind of like one of those like, ooh, it's a little bit intense sort of situations. Yeah, because you see this farmer on his tractor, like, <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> oh, there's an airplane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Did this stuff. farmer survive? <laughs> I assume so. I don't know. He's never said what happened to the farmer. So many unanswered <laughs> questions in Supernatural, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> what happened to the farmer? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we go back to um, Sam and Dean, and Sam's doing some research in their motel room. And I made a note here that the, the motel looks, like the in, inside of the room, looks very much like from when we saw it in the first episode when John had been doing research. So there's like stuff on the walls. There's like books about... So this mm-hmm. is their process, right? I had a look at the um, some of the stuff on the walls. One, so there was a lot of like pictures of like types of demons with wings and stuff. One of the things said, 32 hour fight, lost it. So I, I don't know how much you're supposed to read into these things because normal people don't pause TV and look at it closely. But <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this is maybe saying like this stuff is really tough. If you fought something for 32 hours and then still didn't beat it, like ran off, like it must be really mm-hmm. tough to fight. Um, yeah definitely so Sam says that every culture and religion has an idea of demons and demonic possessions and then he says like the Japanese believe that some demons are behind na- like disasters and stuff which mm-hmm. is I think the only time they really talk about demons in other cultures I don't think they do it again um, or even any other religions yeah yeah it definitely like referring to demons yes I think that's yeah the, the they do time. refer to other cultures and other religions but I mean like, mm-hmm. yeah in the context of like demons specifically yeah that's uh, true so they were kind of pondering sort of like well how many plane crashes has this caused like why is it doing this because it's really funny actually like the motive is never there in this episode like why that's is true. this demon doing this like what was the point and 
they never explained why it had to be 40 minutes into yeah. a flight that's oh that's so frustrating mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, don't, I, I tried to not think about it too much but then you brought it up and i was like mm. no <laughs> now know. you're making me think about it i didn't even make that connection like why why 40 minutes why and that that phrasing of like sure fly time sure flies by like why there's obviously there's something there to it so i'm wondering if like i don't know maybe, maybe there, there was... was like a b plot on this that didn't get shown i don't know maybe anyway so many unanswered questions <laughs> yeah um so dean is worried i think yeah dean is worried about this fight i think he's kind of looking more, more nervous than sam he says like this isn't our normal gig mm-hmm. you know um he said demons don't want anything other than its death and destruction for its own sake which is true but also because of the pattern that this demon sharon was just saying like all oh, the 40 minutes there is a pattern to it so it doesn't seem like it is just for its own sake there seems to be a reason behind it but i guess we'll never know yeah <laughs> and yeah dean says like i wish dad was here oh, sad mm-hmm. sad face yeah this is big i wish dad was here yeah me too oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean they're what like i said they're worried about this i think it's kind of setting it up as being a bigger deal yeah um, definitely Mm-hmm. and it is important this episode if this was a more of a plotty episode than i thought it was yeah, yeah. Th- this is going back to what we were talking about in the beginning like it wasn't a throwaway episode not at all no it wasn't <laughs> no it was really important <laughs> <laughs> so they they make that connection of that every every one of the previous flights that this demon had taken down everyone mm-hmm. had died this was the first time that um, there were survivors so they go through to try and find like where the other people are like they they get into they're driving somewhere i don't recall where so, they're driving yeah, to yeah they get a phone call from jerry and he tells them about chuck um, and the plane crash oh that's right um mm-hmm. so it literally shows one shot of them driving the impala to the plane crash and you know it is the plane crash because there's like smoke coming out of the ground that's but right then yeah, yeah. it instantly cuts them back to talking to jerry um, and they're saying like, oh, there was sulfur there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was. And, uh, that's why it kind of didn't stick to me because it was just yeah, like, it was, just one it was shot. so rapid. It was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they talk about the number, f- like they're talking about these other survivors, and they're saying like, oh yeah, they're going after survivors, which is kind of one connection. And Dean's they're saying something about the number forty being like weirdly biblical, and I've never heard mm-hmm. that before. So they're like, oh yeah, it's like Noah's Ark and like 40, it rained for 40 days and like 40 means death. Maybe that's the connection, but it's still Maybe. too weird to me. And also that that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense only yeah. because if you're talking biblical, it's like, it's never really implied that it's demons that do all of this. Yeah. Like if you, you think of like Noah's Ark, it's god who yeah that was the demons the world (laughs) i mean Um, uh, the way i would read it was i think maybe the demon was someone who had been on a plane crash right and then they'd gone to hell become a demon and found their way back out and now we're just like messing with people Mm -hmm. and kind of reliving their own like issues like but none of that is i mean that's me knowing how demons work in supernatural but like yeah. this is the fourth episode no one else knows that <laughs> not, not even know. watching it at the time 
Yeah, and like, I don't know. It's also it's kind of a weird like it, this demon acts more like a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than a demon. Do they use EMF to detect demons again? Because EMF is generally a thing that they use to detect ghosts. So I, can't I, remember. I don't think so. I think mm. because now I think the discovery of sulfur mm-hmm. was the, maybe the kicking point. Well, I guess we'll see with coming up episodes because I really don't know. Yeah, but um, like the the EMF detector also reacts to like the demonic presence. Mm-hmm. So did demons give off EMF? Like. <laughs> I need to think about. I, I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I need to think about it. Whether it comes up again later, like whether they use EMF readers to detect demons, because I'm. I don't think. I personally don't think they they do because that. Uh, I don't know. Okay, here's another massive. Well, you know, another massive like plot hole for this, which mm-hmm. I'm really afraid. I'm like really sad that I have to point it out because <laughs> thinking about it now. Oh no. But, <laughs> because okay. The, the plane crashes and they think they say it's like 200 miles away from its like um, point of like where it left mm. the airport. How did that demon get back to that specific airport that Chuck was at? Because obviously he probably flew out of the same airport because mm. he may be based out of that city. So how did he get back? And two, I thought that... So again, this is, this is because we know how demons act. I thought sulfur only occurred when a demon like exits the body yeah but I, ooh, may, ooh. i'm like <laughs> maybe that makes sense though. so i guess so obviously the the guy who crashed the first plane would have died so he the demon would have smoked out that way or maybe he smoked out as soon as he'd opened the like the door and then sm- you know mm-hmm. smoked out then because it's a conscious thing right so yeah could have left the sulfur then I don't know. <laughs> I'm clutching this because the smoke moves quickly. So like I can get that it would get from one place to another like super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess they can. They can travel. Like. Yeah. Extra dimensional. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll chuck it out to that. And I think so. Later on, demons can just like appear. Yeah. So I think it's it's kind of I think okay that explains that part. But they I mean they don't bring that up. Like they, they don't talk about how like how it got back, but. I guess they don't know at this point, so it kind yeah. of it makes sense. But um, there's a lot open for interpretation here, and like I guess we find out more about demons later. So you could go back and be like, oh, okay, why that happened because of that. Yeah, yeah. So um, once they realise that demons going after survivors, we cut back to them in the car, and Sam's been calling people, pretending to give a survey, <laughs> and <laughs> managed to rule out two people that are ever going to fly again. He's like, no, those people are never flying again. Fair enough. But they find Amanda, the air hostess, from the very beginning and say that she's going to be working her first shift after the plane crash but it's um and she's going to be going soon but the drive to get mm-hmm. there is five hours away so they've got to step on it <laughs> <laughs> there's so in this they do show up at the airport like fairly quickly there's a deleted scene here where you see the impala like screech into the like parking lot and then they have to stop for a second because Sam has to tell Dean to put his guns and stuff in the boot because they're going into an airport, which I think is quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of mm-hmm. ashamed they cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they managed to make this five-hour drive um, with 30 minutes to spare, which is um, scary driving. Um, yeah, definitely. Ooh. And uh, wouldn't, have to fi- wouldn't be in that car. 
No, no, no. <laughs> and have to find a way to contact Amanda quickly. So they call her mm-hmm. from an airport phone. Like, this is a phone on the wall in the airport. Yeah, the courtesy phone. Yeah, I like the scene where they're, they're trying to, like, convince her to not get on the flight, but doing it really mm-hmm. badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, it is kind of interesting because it's like, he can, like, Dean goes from being super serious and, like, very author- authoritative um, to, like, a charmer. And, like, I guess he must have been or has been friends with the like the I guess the ex boyfriend or whatever mm-hmm. of the of Amanda because like he he knows exactly what to say to like make I her know. change her mind. Such like a con like, man. <laughs> yeah, such a con man. So he introduces himself originally as James Hetfield from the hospital. James Hetfield is the like the front man of Metallica talking about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first name that came into Dean's head. Um yeah he switches so quickly from going like oh this is a really serious situation your I assume sister's in the hospital um you need to come get her to like oh this is just a prank ha ha yeah. <laughs> um, like oh yeah your boyfriend really wants to talk to you like he misses you like it's amazing how quickly he switches like Dean's a good mm-hmm. actor yeah and, you know <laughs> what he wants to be when he wants to be yeah um and then Sam says like well the only way we're gonna do this is we've got to go on the plane we've got to go on the plane and yep. Dean, we find out Dean's scared of flying. <laughs> but this that whole interaction between the two of them, I don't know. It's just, it's probably one of my f- favorite interactions yeah. between them because it, again, it's very siblingly, and it's just like it's just so funny. Like I was laughing the entire time because <laughs> he's just like it's so you can see he's in such like, yeah. such distress, but it's so like <laughs> it's done in a way that's just like. Like I just want to laugh at your pain. Yeah, he's so upset, but he does not want to say that he's scared or something. He's like, yeah. it's just, I just don't. Like, just don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do you need to drive everywhere? Yeah. Are you okay? No, not really. What? What's wrong? Well, I kind of have this problem with uh, flying. It's never really been an issue until now. You're joking, right? Do I look like I'm joking? What do you think I drive everywhere, Sam? I mean, it answers that question for the rest mm-hmm. of the series. Why don't they just fly places? Because <laughs> sometimes yeah. it takes so long. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you've got a nice car and you don't like flying. Like, go for it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't, so it doesn't explain, I guess because John used to drive everywhere, but I guess John stayed maybe more local. So they didn't, mm. they didn't go to like all four corners of the, of the, country mm-hmm. um so like it's you know it wouldn't be very usual for them to fly anywhere so yeah. you would get afraid of flying well I, yeah don't fly. i don't know that's true and like i think you know a lot of times i mean we know from later seasons that if john went off on like longer hunts he would just leave dean behind so he probably yeah. never had to go with him on a plane or whatever to to go to these more far-flung reaches of america so Sam offers to go by himself, but Dean's like, no, we'll go mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> I just put poor and Dean's sad face. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so, like, it's kind of interesting. Like, again, he, the, he has such a range in this episode. Yeah. Like, Sam is just, like, awkward and there. But then Dean has been funny, he's been serious, he's been angry, and now he's, like, full-on, like, 
terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, they said in the commentary, it's really interesting because Jared is saying, well, this is the first time we see some weakness in Dean. And I think that's kind of true. Um, not mm-hmm. just because last episode, we kind of saw like a softer side of Dean. But this episode, we're seeing like, oh, he's not just like a heroic, tough guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we no, know. Yeah, you're right. Like, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we didn't know back then. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're on the plane. And like, again, like, the act, like Jensen's acting in this. <laughs> he's, he's like checking the safety manual. So he says, that he, again, he said on the commentary that apparently like he was gripping onto that seat, like white knuckle. And he was like, oh man, like Bob Singh, you didn't show my hands because he was like <laughs> gripping onto that. Um, but like, you do see it. Like I, you can see the tension in his like, yeah, face and shoulders and <laughs> everything. Yeah, it, it, it adds to the whole like real te- yeah, tenseness of it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this because again, like, T- talking of like how you speak to your brother like Sam says try to relax and he says try to shut up <laughs> just try to relax just try to shut up <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I like that Sam funny. seems like so amused by the situation that he's scared of something like it must be maybe one of the first times he's seen him really scared of something I would find it amusing as well <laughs> You, I mean you'd have to poke the bear like absolutely you'd have to poke, have to poke. <laughs> like like my younger brother is much big like he's much bigger than me he's like six four or whatever but like he doesn't like say like spiders so like to see him freak out like about something like that is just like, hilarious that is so funny <laughs> yeah i see this is not this is the other thing like i can do you know tall brothers eh? um <laughs> so dean's like humming metallica um mm-hmm to keep calm and they're kind of having a conversation about like well who is it possessing um on the plane because there's like a hundred odd people on that plane and mm-hmm. they don't know who it is now this is interesting and i don't think that it's ever raised again dean said that you can only be possessed if you've got like a weakness or a chink in the armor like mm-hmm. addiction or emotional distress and i said is this brought up again that demons can only possess people who are have like weak in some way or you know in inverted commas mm-hmm. like weak in some way that that you know people are struggling with stuff because i don't necessarily think that's true i think later on demons can possess whoever they want yeah um but then well, who's to so say? I, <laughs> at the same time they they don't know much about demons either at this point yeah. um so this could just be like poor research on poor John's research and <laughs> yeah yeah there's no sort of, yeah it could it could just be that and um mm. because That's at this point true. demons aren't like demons aren't really messing with people dean was said earlier they just they cause destruction to cause destruction's sake mm. um and they've been focusing more on like things that they can actually do something about i guess that's true i mean in this this episode we do see them going through john's journal looking at stuff about demons because they use it later Mm -hmm. for like the exorcism so maybe obviously john's been researching demons but maybe it is just speculation so this is one of the things they're speculating about that people can they can only be possessed if they're having some kind of like problem or like yeah emotional Mm -hmm. distress it's talking about like having his journal um obviously we we know what's happening like mm-hmm. in terms of the overarching plot mm-hmm. it's interesting that john has done some research into demons mm. 
because obviously like I'm not sure if they ever outright say that they've never dealt with demons I um, think it's implied in this episode that they, like, specifically like Sam and Dean haven't mm-hmm. they don't know how, how to like how to deal with them John is obviously thinking of like because his whole his whole impetus is to find out what killed his wife yeah so he's looking at every kind of creature so I'm wondering if like we don't see how far like this demon stuff is in the journal but and it may not even be that important in terms mm. of prop um, showing of the prop but yeah. if it was more towards the end that might actually indicate like it's just a small little story small uh, storytelling element which would be yeah. nice but like if it's towards the end of the journal like towards the back of the end of the journal that could also be an indicator of like oh so it might have been a demon like, that was yeah where, he, where he's involved. gone but anyway uh that's just a completely random side note not really that important <laughs> no that's true i think it's interesting to know because i think you're right actually maybe it's not mentioned again because it is just speculation at this point so i mean they're gonna go to um sam thinks it might be amanda it makes sense she was in a plane crash and now she's working mm-hmm. again so dean says he's gonna go talk to her and see if she's possessed so they've got holy water with them which i noticed is in like a very weird bottle that has like the virgin mary on it did you see i didn't <laughs> see that no yeah it's in a really weird shape because i thought I, I thought it was just a crushed water bottle to start with Me um, too. and then if you actually look at it it's in kind of the shape of almost like you know those like spaces in churches where they put statues kind of that shape and then it's got mm-hmm. kind of i think it looks like yeah like <laughs> the virgin mary like in the so maybe they you can maybe you can buy holy water like that from churches like i don't know <laughs> i've never bought any uh, so <laughs> i wouldn't know but it yeah i think they bought it from somewhere mm-hmm. but then sam says no like holy water's not subtle enough um demons flinch at the name of god and says that he should say um say that but like dean goes off and he calls him back like twice to like make sure that he definitely knows <laughs> what he's doing which I think is really in latin <laughs> yeah in latin <laughs> So what's funny is that Christo isn't even Latin <laughs> for for um like that specific thing. <laughs> Dean says like I know I'm not an idiot. Hey, what? Say it in Latin. Uh, I know. Okay. Hey, what? Uh, in Latin it's Christo. Dude, I know I'm not an idiot. Obviously, Dean's super nervous and like he can't get hold of him, like can't control himself at this point. Yeah. So why would why would you let him go talk to why somebody? Why would you send him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam definitely like he, should have done that. Yeah. 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 He definitely should have gone and talked to Amanda. It's because but, Dean's got away with the ladies. It's been established was, in the last three episodes. So obviously that's what I was he was talk to the flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, they, that that whole Christo thing, they don't, you know what? They don't use that again until season 14. <laughs> they don't? They don't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like that. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just that really useful thing, you know, to find out if someone's a demon. That's really super easy to do. Nah. Yeah. They just, anyway. they just forgot about that. That's really funny. <laughs> they just throw holy water and like cut people all the time rather than... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a demon. Takes out a giant knife, slices yeah. their arm. Like, oh. Oh, anyway. no. Um, so Dean goes and talks to Amanda and he kind of like gets in with her by talking about the fact that he's scared of flying like you know and she's very polite about it um mm-hmm. and then he just says like Christo <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> like what <laughs> Christo 
I'm sorry, did you say something? <laughs> like, she's, she's very confused. Um, yeah. It, it turns out that she's not a demon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think Dean says, when he goes back to his seat, well, she's got to be the most well-adjusted person on the planet. Because <laughs> she, <laughs> she's just saying, like, oh, well, you know, this happened to me, and now I've just got to get on with it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like she was, she also indicates that she's not like the best flyer either. Like, yeah, she does get a little bit afraid, and I was just like, he's like, why would you do this then? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But she's yeah, she's obviously pretty chill. I mean, I feel like if you're an air hostess, you have to be a pretty calm person, or you'd end up just getting angry yeah. at everybody. So, a kudos to air hostesses because I think they have to deal with some stuff. <laughs> Oh god, I can't. Um, yeah, I, not that's a job what I would just, like to do. Yeah, again, no, another little piece of advice for for you folks: um, be nice to your flight attendants. Yeah, like they, yeah, just be nice to them. Just be nice. <laughs> we're all we're all uh, mostly millennials here. Just be nice to servers in general. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. all are. <laughs> so. Sam's trying to calm Dean down so he doesn't get possessed. That's what he says because he's like yeah. too emotional. And <laughs> Dean's like, "Stop it with that touchy feely yoga crap." Um, but um, Dean does some breathing, <laughs> which I can recommend mm-hmm. if you ever stress. Do some breathing. I'm all for the big breathing. I like a bit of breathing. It's all good. <laughs> and um, Sam's found an exorcism, which is not the exorcism that we all know and love it's not the same as they use later on and Mm -hmm. again I think this is I'm not mad at this bit I think it's because they found it in the journal obviously because he reads from it later Um, and also I think we're talking about like yeah they're speculating and we're doing research but I think it's like early research into demons so Mm -hmm. what makes this exorcism different to the one we get later on is that it's two parts they have to expel the demon and then they have to banish the demon also they say back to hell and I don't know if they've implied there is an, a hell before in Supernatural. Like, obviously there's ghosts, so there's an afterlife. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't think they've implied, like, heaven and hell exists before this episode. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right with that. I so there's something about this last kind of sequence that, I don't know, was it was weird to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but So we find out that it's actually... So the, the, pilot, the co-pilot comes out and... Yeah. But the EMF um, detector reacts to him. Off. Yeah. Yes, because they're, they're walking up and down the aisle to see if... Which, you know... Well, <laughs> Sam made fun of him for having a Walkman. But actually, can you imagine if it wasn't one? And yeah, he was just walking up and down with the... this... Yeah. Like, it's... Hmm. So, actually, a point to Dean. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Dean's, like, close to the, the cockpit. And um, the co-pilot comes out to use the restroom it, it goes crazy and like the pilot looks up at him and like smirks which mm. you know is kind of I don't know if this is a commentary on pilots because he had mentioned before that if it was a, an addiction or you know like something like that oh, yeah. and unfortunately I'm not saying this for all pilots many pilots are very good but there have been a number of pilots who have flown drunk and really? who are alcoholics yeah it, there's there's a Denzel Washington movie where the he plays a pilot who I'm not sure if he he crashes the plane mm-hmm. I think yeah he he crashes a plane he survives and um he is an alcoholic 
oh. and he has to go through stuff so it's kind of I, like I said I don't know if they're making a commentary that like the co-pilot because I'm thinking the co-pilot wouldn't be afraid of flying not really yeah. right so yeah. I was thinking well maybe it's maybe it's alcohol mm-hmm. anyway so they, they find out that it's the co-pilot and they go talk to Amanda now so this is 2005 mm-hmm. four years prior we know what happened yeah it, and I was just thinking this this is not gonna go this is where it kind of goes from being like somewhat rooted in reality yeah. to, <laughs> to not because there's nothing at this point there's nothing that um, they could have really said to convince her until they mentioned the black eyes yeah that was that was the one thing that made me like okay maybe she's gonna like be okay with this but up until that point i was just like kind of i was i was cringing pretty hard i was like how are they gonna explain this this wouldn't like this could not happen there's no way a flight attendant would do like do that it's not you know like i guess yeah you have to mm. suspend your disbelief a bit here because like yeah Yeah. you're right they'd have to work really really hard to get a flight i mean i guess she did see a demon um, in the plane crash and they're saying the exact things that she saw so there is some mm-hmm. credibility there but yeah I think they, they convince her almost a little too easily there is a lot yeah. to be fair they have to really con- they do have to really convince her but yeah it's almost a little too easy but they also only have 12 minutes left before the plane crashes so do, do, they had do. to move it along <laughs> yeah, exactly um, so she manages to get the co-pilot to come to the back of the plane where they are which um, don't, they don't show what she said to get him to do that uh, but mm-hmm. I guess he's not. He's also not the pilot at this point, is he? Either he's the demon. So yeah, um, the pilot, yeah. the demon doesn't really know maybe anything. Else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they get he get they get him to the back and like Dean immediately punches him and the man looks worried. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you were like, just gonna talk to him. I know. I'm like, oh no, this is actually happening. Like, I'm gonna lose my job. Um, <laughs> so they punch him and duct tape his mouth. Sam sprinkles the holy water on him and we see now that holy water actually physically hurts demons so it like eats through their skin and clothes mm-hmm. and skin as well which I thought was interesting like how do they know the clothes are demonic <laughs> so I think it's more I know, I think it's I know. more of like burning come on Amy <laughs> so I said here Sam is really good in a crisis because Amanda is panicking and he talks to her really calmly and mm-hmm. um, gives her a job to do. Um, and then Sam does the exorcism and <laughs> I put here, so they put the bottle on the floor, the bottle gets hit away and then they do the <laughs> dramatic zoom into the bottle. Did you know the dramatic zoom this <laughs> I, episode? I did not. Was there one last episode? That's what I, I was thinking. There was. was there one last episode? Maybe Kim Manners doesn't do dramatic zooms. <laughs> I think his, I think his dramatic zoom was just having close-ups of their faces. I think that was part of it. Yeah, I was a bit. I was thinking about it, like, no, I definitely would have noticed if there was one. I don't think there was a dramatic zoom in the last episode. But oh, yeah, th- this one was on the the water bottle getting kicked away, and it was like, wow, right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, and it's the first instance of like they should have rubber banded it to themselves. <laughs> yeah, where's your like, um, where's your bungee cord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love God. Um, <laughs> Dean fights the demon um, as he it kind of like gets away from him and it tears off the duct tape and grabs Sam and mm-hmm. says to him like a in a demon voice, which is all like weird and spooky. 
Like, I know what happened to your girlfriend. I know what happened to your girlfriend. She must have died screaming. Even now she's burned. Which is like, <gasps> I don't remember this yeah. episode. I was like really surprised. Mm-hmm. And it said like, oh yeah, she was scared and burning and stuff. Like, it's horrible. So they finished the exorcism, well, the first part. So then we see the, the demon like go out of um, the pilot's mouth. So, like, mm-hmm. demons go into the eyes, out through the mouth, apparently. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and back up to the, like, vents. And then, like, things start going crazy on the plane. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just... Yes, they go crazy, but, like, it's just... It's... You really shouldn't be laughing at it, but Dean looks so funny so like, remember, the set was not shaking for this it was all done <laughs> it's even funnier <laughs> i want someone so like so they never moved the set in star trek right it was all just cameras and people would pre- pretend to react to it and mm-hmm. someone on the internet has stabilized those shots so you can see the actors doing it and not the set show. i want them to do that on this episode oh my goodness that would be amazing someone more that talented be... than me please <laughs> can you just sit because i think it'd be really funny i want to see be it. hilarious so, um so it's, sam's like growing along the floor trying to get the journal because it was it was kicked away by the demon and i don't know what dean's doing he's just stuck <laughs> i guess just, being I mean, terrified his worst fear yeah his worst yeah. fear is just like come to life <laughs> i just i think you get a little insight into how goofy jensen knuckles actually is <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, because those facial expressions are everything yeah that is oh, very that true so and like much. this is the first like dean scream that we hear <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not really a scream it's more of like a, a yell and it's like yeah it's kind of muted with all of the other action going on, but it's just like when it zooms into, like when it's close up to his face, you do hear it a little bit clearer, and it's just yeah. like <laughs> that's so, so good, just amazing face acting, just amazing acting all round. To be fair, yes. to be fair, Sam is also having to like kneel in the middle of this plane and recite Latin while like shaking. That yeah. takes some doing. Like kudos to Jared, like to learn a whole thing of Latin. Yeah. So I have like a little like their conversation. I mean, obviously you can't really whisper in a TV show. Like it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but they talk very loudly on this plane about like demon possession <laughs> and like someone on this plane. The plane's gonna crash. Like all of this, they keep <laughs> saying this stuff on a plane and nobody says anything. And like no. Sam is full on. I mean, at this point the there's a lot of action again screaming but he is yelling this latin <laughs> and it doesn't sound like a prayer it really doesn't sound like a prayer so no. like wouldn't someone be like what the fuck what, is he what, saying what are, you doing? what are you doing are you cursing the plane is this why we're crashing are you putting a curse on us <laughs> yeah no i mean at the same time if the plane was crashing i wouldn't care about the crazy guy yelling latin in the middle of the, yes. the aisle maybe <laughs> it would be an afterthought it would be an afterthought for sure like after the after the plane's finished like oh no like settled out I would have thought that was weird what's that guy doing (laughs) (laughs) definitely something to tell someone when you got home like the plane nearly crashed but this weird thing happened um Mm -hmm. they he manages Sam manages to finish the exorcism Dean is useless he does nothing to help the situation (laughs) um 
and they managed to stop the plane from from crashing and like they kind of look at each other and it's kind of a look like that was way too close <laughs> like yeah. to, to i mean like oh yeah that was that was serious actually um mm-hmm. so the fbi is at the gate which makes sense um and the co-pilot's saying that he's being interviewed and he's like i don't remember even getting on the plane so that kind of shows you like oh he can't id sam and dean they're kind of free from this one they'll be all right yeah um, apart from the people who are telling the fbi about the, the crazy guy um <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could play that one off. Amanda's talking to the FBI, and the only real interaction they have with her is that she mouths thank you to mm-hmm. them, which is, I think that's fair. Yeah. Because, yeah, she also, <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> it could have landed her in some real hot water there. Yeah, for sure. So, as they're walking away from the, the sort of plane crash, well, not plane, not crashing, um, Dean asks Sam if he's okay. I realise how many times I've said that in these last three episodes. These conversations start with, are you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Between um, <laughs> the two brothers. And Sam's kind of shook that the demon knew about Jessica. Yeah. Um, but Dean kind of plays it off as like, well, demons lie. They can read your mind, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, that, they're, they're, but they lie about things. But it does and start the first links between those stories. Then Jerry calls them. Mm-hmm and just having a having a conversation with them and dean asked the question well how, how did you get my number yeah and uh he tells jerry tells him well you know i couldn't get a hold of him but it's, the number was on the voicemail mm. this is like, really oh, important yeah wait a minute what what happened there and so they, they end their phone call and they have a conversation sam and dean have a conversation um saying what you know how how can this be i've only had this number for six months yeah actually so it's not quite right but um basically it's implied that it's a new number so there's no way that is it so okay this this is what i wasn't sure of yeah does the dad have the number or mm. is it because they've been calling this cell phone he has the number and put it as his message so yeah i think it's it's very much implied that this is confirmation that john is alive so he would have had to have that number after they after he went missing if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so i think probably you're right i think they probably got it from um them ringing him rather than knowing it already because this is very much like oh well they know yeah they this is this is definitely confirmation that that john is alive and it's like super important um scene because they're it, it also means that john knows what kind of what dean's doing not necessarily maybe that he's got sam but uh, i don't know it could be mean that as well but he definitely knows what he's doing and, and is trusting dean to like do his job while he's away doing mm. whatever see that's kind of interesting that you think that it indicated that he was alive because mm. i thought i took it as him being dead like ah. the way that they re- because he or he like that he knew he was getting into trouble or something yeah i think that's um, true but at the same time now that you've mentioned it because sam does say i've been calling this number for ages and it's been disconnected Mm. and then they suddenly call it and there's a voicemail this is john winchester i can't be reached if this is an emergency call my son dean 785-555-0179 he can help so it must be that within like a few months 
that it's come back online so maybe maybe yeah. I just misinterpreted that <laughs> I think it definitely <laughs> confirms that John is alive and that he yeah that he trusts Dean to do his job I think the frustrating thing and why they're so upset is because he could contact them then right like why has yeah. he not contacted them like he's just mm-hmm. still like not able to talk to them they have to they listen to this voice message and it's just saying to get in contact with Dean so he knows Dean's out there so why can't mm-hmm. John phone Dean? like it's such a I, I, and I think that's why because Sam's really upset about this like he's like tearing up I think that's why I think it's frustration at John for not yeah. helping them but instead like sending them on like I wouldn't say useless errands because they are saving people yeah but like it's not is not getting to the root of the problem and mm-hmm. obviously if if they are in if if the dad if john is getting their messages yeah. he knows that mm-hmm. jessica has died yeah, so, so i can definitely see there. yeah yeah so i can see why sam would be so frustrated in that like john should understand what sam is going through mm-hmm. granted it wasn't you know it wasn't sam's wife and yeah. it wasn't and anything like that but it's still a loved one who was yeah. then killed by in the same way so not to eat to not even like acknowledge it acknowledge it or like i mean we we already know that there's some weird family dynamic between mm-hmm. them like john didn't t- tell sam that he was proud of him in any way yeah so it, it could be part of that too but it's I would just I would be so mad if I was looking for like someone like and I like I I maintain that Dean was probably thinking that he was dead or injured or like something and then finding out from some random person you met like a few months ago that they were actually still alive and they hadn't told you like what like I'd be so mad yeah yeah me too (laughs) I'd be so (laughs) mad uh so I completely understand it I think Sam looks really upset like 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 sad and upset I think Dean almost looks like resigned you know I think he mm-hmm. knows more what John's like um, yeah he's leaving he out of see. them they, they, he's leaving them out of the A plot you know like mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the main plot <laughs> uh, and they're you know they're having to sort of pick up the pieces at the same time can you imagine if like okay we're four episodes in and mm-hmm. they found John like yeah. In in terms of a storytelling aspect of this, it actually is a very good storytelling. Yeah. Um it keeps you like intrigued because in the last episode there was a little bit of like in the in the past two episodes, John wasn't really the focus. Like they they kind of have mentioned him a little bit and like didn't really they went to a location where John could be, he's mm-hmm. not there. The next episode was them just trying to help people not really connected to the overarching story and then this one is like another kind of like is a cliffhanger yeah of well john is alive and he he's updating who needs to be in contact which yeah. weird stuff goes down so it's kind of it's, it's good storytelling it's it keeping is, the yeah, audience yeah. engaged for sure it's it's another breadcrumb in the in the store overarching story in the yeah the, yeah so, I mean, fun fun bit of trivia for you. This is the first time they actually say they're Winchesters because um, it's the first time. So cause on the voicemail, he says, this is John Winchester. So that's how we find out their surname. Oh. Yep. 
They never. They haven't said it up to this point. We we did talk about that briefly. Like, oh, did they actually say their name was Winchester? No, mm-hmm. uh, not until not until now when John says it on the voicemail. So John is the first huh. person to say Winchester. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they hadn't decided until that point which way they were gonna, which ones they were gonna choose. It could um, very well be the case. But I like it. We said before mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's a good, good strong name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they mean they get in the car and they drive off, and that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I like Phantom Traveler. I was glad we watched this one again. Um, yeah, me too. I think it was. It wasn't as funny as I remember it being. <laughs> It there's funny aspects yeah, yeah there's funny aspects of the episode um to, i guess they had to because it was it was a pretty if they hadn't had any of that comedy comedy in it yeah it would have been a really sad episode yeah it would have been actually yeah quite depressing quite depressing like oh yeah especially the bit about them like finding out about their dad and stuff like being alive in the time yeah it would have been a bit more depressing <laughs> you're right <laughs> i think this is this is what makes supernatural good right and i say good <laughs> but <laughs> um it's like the comedy and the light-heartedness of it with these kind of really serious themes at times yeah um, definitely make it something that you go back to if it was really depressing all the time like i wouldn't have watched it for as long as i did mm-hmm. yeah but uh, yeah, I like this one. Kudos to face acting. This this uh, this episode is a lesson in face acting. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Definitely. Oh, so uh, next week's episode is Bloody Mary. Yes, I remember um, being scared of this episode. I don't like the story of Bloody Mary. It scares me. <laughs> Me too. I'm with you on that one. I'm not 100% looking forward to this one. No, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember it. I honestly don't. But like, like you said, the the whole thing behind Bloody Mary is like. Ugh. But okay. So, as a little aside and like a shout out to um, some other content that I consume on the internet. Um, <laughs> there's this uh, makeup artist. Uh, her channel is. Bailey Sarian. I don't know if you've heard of her. No, I haven't watched um, her. So on Mondays, she does makeup, murder, mystery, and makeup. And so she does her, like, she does makeup while she talks about, like, a case. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. It is really, really good. Yeah, like, I, I would, like, I know we shouldn't really concentrate on our own stuff, but, like, <laughs> shout out to her channel because I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and so last week, she, uh, she actually did, like, wear bloody mary came from okay um so that was kind of it's kind of a funny coincidence that you know it's one and the same um there's like multiple origin stories and like each interpreta- interpretation of like the bloody mary like mm-hmm. thing is slightly different um for each place like some places you have to say it three times sometimes you have to say it seven yeah. times um Oh, I just know so. that I'm I'm traumatized by things appearing in mirrors. I watched The Ring when I was like 15, so around the same time this series was on, and I never got over it. Like I still think about that movie, goddamn. So, um, I yeah, you you know the classic horror shot of them like closing the bathroom cabinet or something being yeah. there. I think about that every day. Like, yep. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to this one, but we'll watch it. I'm gonna watch it, and I'll be scared. I had the lights on, but I'll watch it. <laughs> yep, me too. 
right (laughs) well thanks guys um for attempting to escape purgatory with us this week um i don't think we're out yet (laughs) but um maybe next time (laughs) thanks (laughs) bye